going. There we go. Did it go live yet? We're recording. We're just not live on the internet. There we go. Now we're live on the internet. What you got there? <laughs> I got myself a Modelo. There you go. Drinking the Stella. I actually, Tyler Davidson left it. My Canadian buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so, got to meet him. Um, the other, yeah, the other day. Yeah, we're, that uh, this is Modo uh, deal. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice dude. He's a nice Canadian fellow. <laughs> they're all so nice, but they're also sorry all the time. Everybody, I don't know why. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, it's just Canadians. <laughs> yeah, they're very sorry. Yeah. Um, they are. Most of them are very nice. No, they are. Mason. That's for sure. Except for Jason Thorne. You don't like Thorny? No, I'm joking. I like Thorny. He's <laughs> just fucking aggressive sometimes. Aggressive? He can get Probably aggressive. Is he from Quebec? Um, I don't know where he's There's from. a difference, man. There's a difference. <laughs> I'll have to look into that because he's... Uh... Let me see. Why is mine... Let's do it. Sounds good. Um, so you got to ride with TP recently? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Actually, it was kind of like a bucket list thing. We've met so many people just, you know, through riding and traveling and stuff. Like, I've ridden with, like, Igo Sato and all those guys before he passed away over in Japan. That was cool. And, like, you know, Mad Mike Jones and all those guys, like, just, you know, all the OGs. And um, I've yet to actually meet Travis. And uh, I've, like, seen him when he won his national title when I was, like, 13 at Southwick, you know, but just people there. You know, that's just seeing him there. I didn't actually meet him. And then um, we followed a rally race, like, probably five, six years ago. He was up in Maine uh, at Sunday River. There's a mountain up there, and they had a rally going on. And, like, we were watching that. We were on supermotos riding, going from staging to staging. And uh, we actually caught up with him as he was going from uh, stage to stage. And they can only go a certain speed on the road. And uh, I was in a... End up sorry to crank a wheelie next to him. He gave me a thumbs up, and he actually remembered that, and uh, it was kind of cool because it was a long time ago. But um, yeah, so I got a call from my buddy Tyler Tiffany. I was talking to him about going there because he rides with him and hangs out once in a while. And um, Travis said he had nobody that weekend to ride with because everybody was booked with shows, and uh, I had that weekend off, so I got his info and and. Uh, Ended up going up to Pleasure Valley Raceway in Pennsylvania, and me and him did a demo. So the first time meeting the dude, I actually did a demo with him. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know. I guess good things happen to those who wait, you know. So I didn't jump the gun trying to go meet him. It just kind of happened that way. So I don't know. It was really super, super nice dude, like crazy, crazy, definitely crazy. Flips anything and everything. Um, But down the earth, kind of felt like I've known him for a long time, you know. No, he's super, cool. he's super cool, and he really is a tell people, you know, he is just like you envision him from videos with his thumb up all the time, and just yeah. like, you can do that, and... Yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing about it, too, is like, <clears throat> every kid that would come up, like, we're hanging out, like, he'd just be taking pictures, signing autographs, like, he wouldn't even, wouldn't even phase him, you know, and he's like, well, it's part of your job, man, you know? Like, you know, some people kind of, I don't know, like probably shy away from that. But he, I'm sure he's used to it all the time, you know. Yeah, I wasn't the most uh, 
I wasn't yeah. the best with that. <laughs> like the, the five-hour-long pit party I did once to Monster Jam, that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be nice that whole time. Uh, yeah. Am I still louder, D Wayne? We got our uh, faithful listener, Danny D Wayne, or it's yeah. just just Dwayne, but we call him D Wayne because yeah. Nick can't read very well, so he's like, "Old D Wayne," and I'm like, oh, "I'm pretty sure it's just Dwayne, dude." <laughs> <laughs> but he watches uh live more than probably anybody so yeah um the thing is i did the uh it's weird that it records it differently on um garage band because that's where i'm recording it now yeah uh secondary so that way i can put it so when it's online the sound quality is better or when yeah. it's just the audio and uh, for some reason, it takes the two mics in different. Really? That's weird. Well, it's kind of like sending videos through Messenger versus texting them. You get better quality. Right. Really, airdrop is the way to go. But Well, yeah. That's definitely the best way to do it. But <clears throat> unfortunately, they haven't got that technology down yet with podcasts. No. <laughs> That's true. But. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just, uh... Well, fake it till you make it, right? Isn't yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just sc- screw it up until you figure out what the hell you're doing. Here's the thing is I always just did it where I... I did it super stupid where I'd, like, do the video, upload it, and then rip the sound off of the video that was already uploaded and blah, blah, blah. And by the time I put it up, it was the sound quality was shitty and now um i just did the last one through garage band and the sound quality is awesome i'm just super low because i i yeah. took the second uh channel because obviously they want to hear you guys more than me yeah so i gave the channel to the, the good channel to the guests but um Thanks, yeah <laughs> no worries they hear me every week so yeah um so, did you you grew up in Massachusetts? Um, yeah, I grew up. Um, I actually was born in um, Salem, Mass, and then um, I moved to. I was lived in Lynn for a while, and I moved to Haverhill. And I was lucky enough to get out of the city, and I grew up on a farm, pretty much. Like my neighbors basically grew up, lived on the farm. Um, so we had all kinds of trails and stuff, access to riding. Um, but like, <clears throat> I, know, I was like. Probably like five years old when I first got my first bike, and um, <clears throat> you know I rode here and there in the backyard. My dad built me a track, stuff like that, and then um, just kind of escalated from there. But when we moved, <clears throat> my parents bought a house. You know they didn't have much time to like, you know, really take me anywhere doing the racing or anything. So I actually didn't race a, a motocross bike till I got my license. So I was like 16. I can drive myself to the track and race. I mean, I went to practice tracks and I rode the trails a lot, but I was kind of like a late bloomer in that aspect of the race, you know, but, um, you know, it was just kind of, we've always rode and always did stuff with motorsports. Like we we raced go-karts when I was younger too. We did a lot of stuff, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to do up here in this area. It's pretty big with motorsports, believe it or not, you know, but, the whole, there's a strong New England group of racers up here, and everyone's pretty pretty tight with one another. Uh, NESC, right? 
Yep, NESC. Those are all the fast kids. Yeah. I remember that was like when Jim, Jimmy Dakotas and all those dudes raced. And he was back on his 85. Kid would smoke everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> little dude, get, oh, you have to put the, blocks on, on the start gate. <laughs> Dakota smoked everybody up there on minis? Yeah, well, he was on, uh, I remember a 3Y. He was on a YZ85, and he'd go out with the 125s and, you know, just spank everybody. Kid was fast. Um, when I raced in the, like, I basically stopped racing in about 2000, yep. but, um, like all the, you know, NESC had a ton of fast guys back then too. Yeah. 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 I was like Chad Sharp and all those dudes back in the day. Uh, Mike Baraka. Yep. Um, who the hell was the other one? Somebody got third. Uh, which, you know, Southwick is known for the locals coming out and going like, yeah, like Tyler Russo. Yeah, exactly. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. I raced that. He's still super fast. That dude, (laughs) he he runs, he runs a couple of tracks. Like there's a track down the street from my house, MX 101. He runs that. He took over Jolly Rogers is a NHMX now, but he's changed it up. He's done, done a lot with it, but. The dude's still super fast. He'll get behind you, panic drive, scare the shit out of you. It's great. <laughs> like, yeah. what the hell? Who is this guy? But he's so—he's really fast, man. He's just so smooth. You can just, it's crazy how, how the lines you watch those guys ride, and it's like, wow. I'm glad I jumped their bikes instead of trying to race because there's no chance. <laughs> dude, and here's the thing is that, you know, I agree with you, but, uh, you know, Stewart or Reed or those guys are going to eat him up. Oh, yeah. No and that blows your mind. You're like, what the, yep. how can they go yep. that much faster? What the hell? It's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, when I was in Florida over the winter, I mean, we usually go down there for shows and just get out of the snow. Um, like Mike Alessi, when he was he was at Tampa MX, I was watching him ride. He, he smoked everybody. He was beating he smoked the whole class, <laughs> like Jesus. But then, you know, he goes and races uh, Supercross, and you know, wins his LCQ. Does obviously gets the whole shot in the snap, but it's just amazing how much faster those top guys are. It's not even, it's just, it's crazy. They're yeah. like robots. You can't compete with it. It's insane. Dude. And you know, Travis yeah. is the king of them all, as far as like I think that. Yep. The fact that he can even just jump on that bike after. The amount of time happy. off and even yeah, be close. Yeah, yeah. Is on, ridiculous. On a two stroke, let alone, like it's, it blows my mind, man. It's well, crazy. he actually raced two strokes, so at <laughs> <I> least <know>. <laughs> <laughs> at least he had, uh, and he rode two strokes for freestyle his whole life. Yeah, but he rode yeah, fact. He, was, he rode real he was factory moving. Suzuki two fifties back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was telling me a couple. You know, things about those bikes back in the day, like the 03, the 04 bikes, and made so much power, he said. Like, he's just telling me they had some sweet setups. But <clears throat> watching him when I was in um, Pennsylvania with him riding, watching him, um, he was actually, I think he got like fifth or something in one of the races, but I was like, Darren Durham was out front. He just smoked everybody. He was so, so smooth, so fast. Um, <clears throat> a few local pros. Um he was actually battling with Damon Bradshaw. Those two were going back and forth. And Bradshaw, man, for for his age and, you know, what he's been through, that guy still rips, man. He flies. But then Travis is over there flipping, you know, little kickers and everything while he's racing. He probably did, like, five flips during the race. 
It was like a five lap race to begin with. So I think he flipped every lap. Just to, he's just crazy. Like yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how he does it. I think his brain. I've said this a million times. I think his brain, um, like processes information faster than our brains do. Yeah, I I would have to agree. I mean, you got to think, like, just even going that fast on a motocross bike, like. Yeah, exactly. All of those top guys have to. Yeah, yeah, like fast reaction. Like you know, I don't know. Maybe they'd all be good boxers or something. I don't know. Just, but I try. I try to go as fast as I can. Get whiskey throttle, and you gotta end up in the woods real quick. You know. Well, that's like that's fitness. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, it's conditioning. Yeah, exactly. And that's what like Travis's thing is. You know, like as far as yeah. getting fifth in that stuff. I bet he would yeah. get like good starts or at least run with him for the first lap, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, like a five-lap race or six-lap race that they're doing. Yeah, that's where he can definitely hang. I'm sure he can, when he trains, he can go a lot more. But, well, you know, he's he's getting up there in age, what, 36 now or something like that? Oh, that old <laughs> bastard. Is he that old? I think so. I think he's 36, yeah. Yeah, he just turned 36, I believe. I'll be 31 in a couple weeks. I'll be so, 40 Yeah. in, like, two weeks. No, it's all good. I mean, look at Rick Janeski. He's uh, 50. He still rides. He's going for it. It was like old Paul Smith. He wants to – we've been talking because Paul always wanted to do the oldest backflip at yeah. 50 years old. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen with Paul. That kind of sucks. But, yeah, um, for sure. You know, uh, Rick Rick kind of wants to – we've been talking about it. Well, now with these airbag landings, I think he's going to try to – get it done you know be the oldest guy to flip a dirt bike but we'll see if he doesn't maybe you can come out of retirement and uh, send one i'm just turning 40 <laughs> though so i got nine years <laughs> 10 more years left. yeah i'm gonna yeah. be way rick, removed. i think that's when rick like started then yeah exactly so did paul <laughs> paul start got a dirt bike yeah, at 21 or late. something yeah by 21 yeah. i was already thrashed dude i was yeah. already oh, beat yeah. up. I'm, dude i'm so <laughs> i'm so beat like we i walked like me and my girl, she had a day off yesterday. We walked around. Like, we go to Salem, Mass, because it's Halloween's like big around here. It's like thousands of people go. And um, I walked around for the day, and I was standing. I was just like, like, I had to sit down. I couldn't stand anymore. Just standing up is like a task. <laughs> Your yeah. body just lets you beat it and abuse it like that. It's, it's rough, you know? Dude, I worked uh, construction today or doing demo, and I'm oh. like, oh. It's rough, dude. It's rough. <laughs> As long as it's weird, as long as you're doing something and your mind's occupied, you're fine. But if you're not doing anything, and like that's when that's when I feel like it starts to really start to settle in. Well, my <laughs> thing is um, long durations. Like I can work out and stuff and be all right, but if I'm just standing for like hours and hours, then I'm like, oh, like a, that fucks me up worse for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could never do her job. She's a she's a bartender. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't stand. All day. The only thing is, my um, if I had better boots, I got shitty boots, so I think that screws yep. me up too. Yeah, I, I, and that's the thing too. Like, I think like all through my early twenties, everyone should wear skate shoes or flat shoes. I can't anymore. I have to yeah. wear, you know, I gotta wear nice, you know, Nikes or running shoes or something, and it it makes a hell of a difference. But definitely arch support and whatever, you know, you start breaking your heels and your ankles and all that good stuff. So. 
we're jumping off t- topic here, but old D Wayne said that he read Michael Lessie is racing yeah. a two stroke at Monster Energy Cup. Is he? He said a YZ. Why would he race a YZ, uh, I don't know. Danny? Because yeah, exactly. Because that smart top yeah. Honda team. But he yeah. said YZ two fifty two stroke with a three twenty five cc engine kit. Maybe yeah. because they're still producing Yamahas. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's probably. <laughs> I don't know though, but look at look at Roxon's sick freaking bike, or even uh, Hanson. Well, listen. PR, listen. You know, Roxon. Well, Roxon's gonna get set up. Roxon rode fucking mcgrath's old factory 250 so that's not yeah. necessarily well i know that's not fair <laughs> crazy they're built i remember working i used to work at factory connection um probably 2010 2009 when like trey canard was still racing and uh when he was on the lights when he won his championship and um man <clears throat> that's when i realized too like you have no chance <laughs> if you're a privateer you just I mean, go ahead, give it a shot, but the, the amount of, like, testing that goes into those bikes and, you know, it's, it's, they, they make it so scientific and they test everything and it's like, it's crazy, like, even just the, the suspension, as far as suspension goes, is everything in a bike, but, like, their motors, they'd have, like, factory motors, like, shipped and waiting on the side, like, they, they had so much, so many things that you wouldn't even, like, fathom that they can get their hands on. Yeah, you know, especially with the two strokes back in the day, you know, it's like it just it was pretty cool to see all that stuff, you know. But um, I rode for a M, for like Empire Racing, it was called. It was a Suzuki's Arena Cross team the year I was there. We had yep. John Dowd, and um, yep. they had like just motors and boxes, you know. Yeah, that's how it is. Just yep. extra motors ones, boxes. fucking yep. chilling. Just sit there, pop one, throw another one in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, damn. It's crazy, man. But, you know, if you want to play, you got to pay. That's that's how racing goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you uh, snowmobile? Uh, occasionally, here and there. We'll, we'll mess around, but honestly, um, which is good so far is that we've been busy with dirt bike riding and I haven't really had time to be in the snow. You know, I, I snowboard too. I didn't even go once last year because I was down south, which is a good thing. But yeah. occasionally we'll, we'll mess around. Um, uh, you know, I've had, you know, just beater sleds basically or borrowed my friends. I have numerous friends that go up north and they do, um, you know, all the backcountry stuff. I'm like, oh, you want to borrow my sled, this and that. You know, I'm big to not really do that because I swear it's a curse. Every time you borrow something from somebody, it's motorcycle dirt bike it whatever breaks. something happens like yeah. regardless like i just i that's just how it is something breaks so i don't know i really don't do it as much as i used to when i was younger but you know i really don't like the cold yeah <laughs> you, know? you and me both yeah i'd rather be i'd rather be riding my dirt bike you know honestly yeah but you know it is fun what i'll do I usually just stud up and go on the ice. Ice riding is pretty fun. We'll do that for a while, you know, if uh, we're not riding snowmobiles. Because, you know, if we don't get much snow, the ice is always good. And then we'll, that's always a good time. We get a bunch of people out there racing pit bikes, or I'll set up the 450, take that out, and uh, yeah. do some do some laps, you know. But but the main thing is trying to, uh, trying to keep yourself busy during those months where it's dark, cold, and shitty out, so. Whatever you can do to stay happy and have fun. 
Do you get um, the real ice spikes, or do you just put some chintzy screws? Um, we just do the gold studs. I mean, you know, if if you're gonna take it serious, yeah, you gotta spend some money. Um, those tires are expensive. Um, the screws are pretty gnarly. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's just it's like anything. Once you start doing something, someone's out there to take it real serious, and you know, that's where the money starts coming into play. And um. You know, it's, I just do it for fun, more or less, or even if we're, like, riding the woods. There's a group of guys up in uh, Maine we've done some trail riding with, and um, they just stud up and they go out there. But um, a lot of single track stuff. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, so you it's, run uh, screws, you said? Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get, like, it's always always works best if you buy some brand-new tires. And they called, they're called gold screws. You buy them in a box. They come in, like, you can get a 1,000. 150 or whatever they come in and um we usually take like rubber cement comes in a little jar put it on the screws and drill them in drill them in your tires they hold up for a little while but you'll start losing them eventually but um they work better on the pit bikes less power you know yeah but uh it's actually more fun on the pit bikes <laughs> you know you can slide around bash into each other it's you know it's a good time it's just like any time you pit bike racing but you usually get freaking hurt in the damn things you know but just nature of the beast little bikes you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get wrecked <laughs> that's just the nature of the type of person that yeah that's true <laughs> every time i've ridden pit bikes man i've gotten beat beat up bruised battered it's fun but just you know they're not meant to be taken to that level but we do it anyways <laughs> of course that's why you do what you do though i would say Yep, that's true. Believe it or not, actually, the whole pit bike thing was kind of what caught me into freestyle. Um, I just remember, you know, like I, I've done a couple of races, motocross, you know, jumped here and there, doing small little things, tricks. And uh, I remember they had an event, and it was like 2007. It was Gunstock. It was up in New Hampshire. And um, I think his name was uh, TJ Russell. He's a California dude. And he, um, I'm not sure if you know him, but yep. he did a he was attempting a hundred foot backflip on a pit bike. It's fucking insane. He didn't make it, but and he got up, walked away. But it was pretty gnarly. But there was a big event. It was like um, Travis Hart, I think Drew Petrie, a bunch of the old like second rate guys, like back in the day when pit bikes are pit bikes are popular. And um, I ended up showing up. I've had my pit bike with me because everyone rode them. And um, I ended up talking to one of the promoters there and I uh, signed the waiver and said, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. First time I ever hit a ramp was like a nine foot kicker to like a small mound of dirt. <laughs> and um, that's how I kind of got in. And um, dude took me back, went back to his house. He had all kinds of ramps set up and we'd ride every Wednesday. It was called 50 Frenzy Wednesday. And we'd all go there and um, we'd have a good time. We'd race, we'd jump the ramps, learn tricks, like, that's kind of how it all snowball affected. And then he put on more shows. That's when I met like um, Sean Connors, Brody Wilson, all those guys, um, <clears throat> Rich Kearns. And uh, so <clears throat> kind of opened the door for me. And then uh, my dad would always yell at me and say, well, when the hell are you going to stop messing around with those little bikes? Get yourself on the real bike. Stop being, you know, stop being a pussy. <laughs> so that's more or less where I started getting on the big bike. And, um, you know, I met uh, Rick Janeski 
<clears throat> through the pit bike thing too. And um, the one day I actually, I was riding a 125 and I went down to Rick's house cause he was jumping a 250F and I'm like, well, I guess, uh, you know, I race against 250F, so I guess I can hit the ramp. Shouldn't be that hard, right? I was kind of wrong. <laughs> 250F makes a little more power than a 125. First hit, I decked the top of it, bounced, because, you know, I hit it in second. And realistically, on a 125, I'd probably be better off in third. Yeah. But uh, what I made was it, it happen, at? figured it out. Huh? How far yeah. was it? Yeah, how far was um, it, you know? It was probably about 68, 70 feet Ooh, yeah. back then. That's wrong um, out on a 125. Oh, yeah. It was almost like it was it was revving so much. It was like I had to almost wait because it was like already topped out. Like you said, strong out. And then, yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> off like, and save some. Yeah, engine. it was just revving up like crazy. So it was that was my first experience with that. And uh, I survived it. So it was cool. And then I bought a 250. And then things kind of just changed from there. Had more power. But, you know, if anything, um. It's just all about seat time and riding over and over. And, um, yeah, back then it was just like me, Rick Janeski, and uh, Ryan McCosker. He was a local. Yeah. Um, I've ridden with him. We, he, we had a track. Well, he had a track. It's called Rock Bottom MX. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was a motocross track mixed in with a freestyle ramp. And uh, I brought him to, like, Rick's house and Brody's house and all that stuff. And uh, I kind of took off from there. He... He was he was pretty good, you know, and uh, me and him would practice and and whatnot, and um, you know that's how it all started. And <clears throat> shit, I think I think I met like I was at Brody's house one day, and that's why I met Paul Smith and um, I think it was Tyler Tiffany and Ben Maybe. I met those guys because they're from Florida, and that's kind of what got me to go down to Florida. And because um, before then I was wasn't really doing shows for anybody. And um, when I went down to Florida, that's how I kind of got in. I was riding with Paul at a spot at Area 51. This was like 2011, I think. And uh, just kind of spiraled from there. You just put yourself out there with the right people. Eventually, things will start happening for you if you want it. You know, that's the way, that's the way things work. You just got to get yourself out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it's, it's been a ride, that's for sure, you know. But... Um, and the Ravex deal is that is Ravex a shop? That's a um. Yeah, they're they're a shop right up in Maine. They're they're from um, they're from uh, Portland, Maine. They got a shop. They they sell like um, apparel, gear, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm pretty sure they sell like sleds though too, bikes and stuff like that. But they're mainly into like apparel and stuff like that. And um, yeah, they put on an event every year. It's we just did one. Right down the street from my house. I've been riding that since like thousand probably like eight years now I've known those guys. And uh, you know, they hook it up with gear, fly, you know, helmets, we get new helmets, gear every year, stuff like that. They're just they're pretty good with um, you know, putting some DVDs, videos and stuff like that. Whatever we need, those guys are on point with everything, you know. And then um the local shop class power sports down the road, they help me out a lot. Um like let me use one of their work trucks to tow a landing one day for shows, um, you know, renting dirt bikes. They're, they're definitely probably the number one supportive around here, you know, but that's good. It's definitely good to have a good support group. 
and backing you and this stuff is, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to do it without support. That's for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just had some feedback know. issues here. I hope I didn't <laughs> deafen anybody. Out. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. <laughs> oh my fuck! Trying to figure out my sound issue here. I should probably not do it while the show's going on. Somebody, it's all good. Somebody just got hearing aids because of that. Danny <laughs> D Wayne, did it? Did that just deafen you? <laughs> Nope. Yeah, it affected my dog too. She's mean mugging me. Dude, <laughs> I got a big ass speaker next to me that plays yeah. into another mic, and it yeah. was so loud in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard it, so it must have <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Sorry about that, everyone. Um,. Yeah, that's sweet. That uh, and they um. Did they promote those own those shows or is that yeah, like they fair do. shows? They, do. they they promote. Um, they actually made us like it's pretty cool. Like I've never had like they made us like baseball cards, <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Like they, uh, you know, instead of like posters and stuff, they actually made us like cards with our <clears throat> profile on it and like all our info on the back. Like me, Brody Wilson, like a bunch of dudes had it, so it's kind of fun. I was like, oh, he you know, handed out baseball cards. But, yeah, they um, they promote in a lot of ways, you know, whether it's Instagram or, you know, whatever they do, Facebook or anything like that. They're always they're always doing something in that way to promote and post stuff. So, yeah. You know, that's kind of how it is nowadays, just all internet, word of mouth stuff too. So, but, um, yeah, they, they do a few shows. They're mainly snowmobiles, honestly. They, they do a couple dirt bike shows every year. We like, we'll do a handful of them, not too many, but um, it's just local for me, so they help out a lot. And, um, you know, <clears throat> I like I like they're a good good group of guys. You know, that I've known for a while, so you know, that's what it is. I like I like keeping my my group small. You know, <laughs> rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> but um. Yeah, the old D Wayne. D Wayne said that it was it fucked him up and that it was loud as shit. Yeah, <laughs> and that he that he peed a little bit. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> that's why I was asking if you rode the uh, snowmobiles. I know that at one point Brody rode a little bit. Yeah, he, he used to race them, actually. Yeah. He's really good. I mean, Brody's good at everything he does. Dude is a robot. <laughs> so I always make fun of him for it. But, um, yeah, um, couch with skis is what I call it, basically. It's a giant couch. I mean, you got a lot of room to land if you mess something up. But it's very heavy, and the suspension, I don't think, is very good compared to a dirt bike. <laughs> right. A lot of weight coming down. That's the but, uh, only thing is that the only thing that puts doubt in my head is that that dude took off and landed sitting backwards, just holding on to his seat and yeah. wasn't even holding on to his bars. Like it just then rode away. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's not, um, not to mention, not to mention the seats are a little sketchy too. Like if you don't strap them down good. You go for a grab, your sheet will come flying off. That happened to Frisbee, actually. He Frisbee. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, at X. Show. 
Yeah, he was he was jumping. Uh, I think he was actually jumping a a regular like comp ramp to a freestyle landing, and it was for Keith Sayers. And um, I don't know if it was during practice or a show, but the seat fell off. We went for a grab, and he was just flailing. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. I remember seeing that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, it doesn't seem any good. No. Well, I guess enough enough straps under it, you'll be all right. <laughs> but. Yeah, I did see them. They just sit on little, like, frames. Yeah, yeah. Like, when over the weekend, they are literally, like, screwing some wood in with some, like, one-inch screws just <laughs> screwing it into the, to the aluminum. I'm like, all right, well, that holds. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Well, hopefully they're holding on to the aluminum, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least they're jumping to mulch, right? I landed on mulch, and it still fucked me up. <laughs> well, that's not that good on a dirt bike. You could definitely no. sink your front end and be fucking over your bars. Well, that's that's what happened to me, actually, because of it, unfortunately. Exactly. I was <clears throat> I was doing a flip at Brody's house, and uh, I under-rotated it. I got in my head, didn't pull when I should have pulled, pulled a little late, got it around. Saw the landing, and then rode it down to the bottom, and poof, right over. Got a black eye. That was about it. Well, got up. Bike was fine. I, I kind of got lucky, you know, but it was definitely, uh, you know, definitely a moment to where it's like, you should have pulled. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't not pull. So So is that what happened? You don't flip now because that uh, um, tripped you Well, up? no, I just, I did it. I did it in November and like right after where I could row it again, like the weather was already shitty. So I couldn't like go back and do it. And I think I might have cracked a rib or two. Um, cause it sucks for a little while sleeping, but, um, no, I'm going to start doing them again. I just have to, you know, get in the pit, do a couple more and then just do it. I, I know what I did wrong and that's kind of, that's kind of the best thing that could have happened and the worst, like, the best thing in a bad situation that could have happened. Here's so, the thing, though. If it wasn't yeah. mulch, you would have rode away. I know, and I tell myself that all the time. It would have been the scariest flip ever. Probably the most, like, holy shit moment. But, you know, and, and I've done them millions of times in the pit, but there's just something about it when it comes to dirt where you, you got to shut your mind off and just yeah. do it. And it's the easiest, hardest trick to do. Yeah. Once you do it, like, and I used to do them all the time on pit bikes. I, I've done them to portables and everything, you know, and like, it didn't really phase me back then. I broke my leg once, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's because of the conditions. It was wet and whatnot, but um, I over-rotated one. I pulled too hard thinking I was slipping, but uh, but other than that, I was fine. Um, actually, Sean Connors helped me out with that one. He helped me in the ambulance. That was kind of cool. That was an expensive ride. <laughs> yeah. Road. You don't take the ambulance if you don't. No. If, don't if get in the ambulance. No. Unless well, it's no. absolutely necessary. They took me a mile one time in New York, and it was like 1500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all I want. It was like 1000 bucks. I was like, Come my on, God. I could have walked yeah. there. I wasn't that <laughs> fucked up. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But. This is what it is. It's all part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was just uh, the 
conditions grabbed you. Dirt would have been fine. You would have just. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been. Uh, I would have been scared. Going, holy shit! Pull a little bit harder next time. Who's uh, got but, a? Yeah, you know somebody. You know somebody with an airbag landing up there that you can go to. Um, I'm actually getting one soon. There so. you go. So that's that's a no brainer. Once I get one of those, it's going to be done. So yeah, I probably honestly I hate the foam pit. If anyone's ever dumped in them, they understand they suck. Um, they beat you up. They're just they're rough on your body. <laughs> yeah, people they're, are always like, I'll, "I'll I'll do it into a foam pit," and I'm like, "Listen, jump in that motherfucker like two times, yeah. and then yeah, tell and me tell how gung ho you are." Yeah, they're like, "I'll try whatever into a foam pit." I'm like, "I yeah, you you land so. on your head once or twice, and you'll be like, okay, yeah. it's still yeah. real." It sucks, man. I think the worst situation I had is one time I did like under rotate a flip, but like, because normally you want to kind of over rotate one in the pit so you land back tire or, you know, perfect because it's going to throw you forward. And I rotated one to where I went front tire first, and the bike just looped on top of me, and my legs were trapped under the bars. I was like scorpioned out, the bike on top of me, just pouring gas on me. And I'm like, oh, I can't move. Right, I'm fucked. <laughs> so, you know, that was a that was a shitty moment. But, you know, I was getting dug out, but it was like, wow, you're pretty helpless under there. You know, no dust, you can't breathe. And, like, you know, it gets definitely – if you don't tell yourself to relax, if you're claustrophobic, you're definitely going to freak out. You don't oh, want yeah. to be in that situation. So you just tell yourself to relax and, you know, and try not to tense up. And just, you know, if the bike's wide open, that's sketchy too. <laughs> who's pit brody's well it was actually rick chineski's we had one in uh connecticut he made one and um the blocks? walls were just blocks just or scraps it was all scraps it was um, that's why. It was a couple blocks scraps it was like it was everything it was like every it was like a family of raccoons living it and shit like there's like turds in there probably snakes spiders sure. whatever but um, coming in, so uh, f- um, scraps, you want to come in hot or yeah. at least be to your wheels because, like you said, it's going to spin you forward. But, like, if you're in a regular yeah. block one, you can, yeah. coming in under is almost better. Yeah. You kind yeah. of, like, bl- your bike, like, blows through them, like, different. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, scraps, you definitely got to get around all the way. Otherwise, it's a shit show. Yeah, and and another thing too is never let go. Never let go. Any time, never let go of your bike, no matter what. That's why <laughs> you're even, going into foam. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you're like can definitely get away from it and know you can jump to the side, but because the bike will attack you. <laughs> well, that's it's like shooting a gun, right? If you yeah. pull the gun in really tight to your shoulder and it doesn't have any extra room to like gain yeah. momentum it's good it's the same thing yeah. with your bike as soon as you separate from your motorcycle well then yeah. the things you guys are on the same trajectory yeah. so yeah. it's gonna follow your ass right in or you're gonna follow it in it's one or the other yeah that's why even even that's that's even a concept like even if people even if you're over jumping or something or you don't think you're gonna make them people bail Always stick with it, man. Whatever suspension you can get on that impact, you know. Like look at look at um <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, straight rhythm. 
That's just it was riding on what the hell's his name? Bowling? No, um freaking oh, Cotton oh, Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. EJ. Yeah, when he did that fucking Huckabuck Superman. If he would have bailed at that moment, he would have been so messed up, man. Like he's lucky he stayed and got back on the pegs. Yeah, you know, for sure. Shot him to the so like those are the moments where some people will, will like hit the eject button, like always stick with it. Unless you know, like say worst case scenario, you're gonna backside a portable landing and you know your body can make it to the downhill but your bike's not. Then, you know, that's a situation where you bail, but unfortunately not yeah. the wood, I haven't been in that situation. Well, yeah, you gotta try and jump like off your bars or something. Yeah. But um yeah. The the one that trips me out the most, because I bailed coming up short on top. I went to flip, and I think it yeah. died on me, I think. I don't remember really any of this. Yeah. I think it died on me as I mid-pull. So I was coming up yeah. short, and I was vertical. I wasn't rotating anymore. And all yeah. I was like, I'm going to like clip my back wheel on the safety vertical like this, and it's just going to catapult me face first down yeah. the landing. So I jumped off. I think I jumped back and tried to make it into the airbag, but just landed on the safety deck and then fell off of the side. <laughs> but I still, you know, like I think landing vertical at the top of the landing and getting catapult down the downside would have been worse. Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard to tell, man. I mean, I guess if you get up and walk away from any situation, you did the right thing. I did not. <laughs> I did not. No. They, um, no. <laughs> they, they, they oh, yeah. stretchered me out of the place. So, yep, she didn't do the right thing. It's debatable. <laughs> Still. I've had I've had a close call like that. Um it was actually on Connor's landing, the one him and Koozie made. And that thing has got a few people because it's the safety was really it was really high. It wasn't flat. It was, it was steep. Yeah. And um my bike actually blew up on me. I, I heard like a ping. And this was after I got home from Japan and I already bought a piston ring, everything from it. But we did like four months straight of riding every day so i'm like shit i gotta rebuild my bike when i get home but i had one show i'm like i'll get through one more show the famous one more and yeah. uh and i turned <clears throat> hit the ramp and it was like i was in first gear just like whoa bogged out I went, oh shit clipped the back of it put a huge dent in my rim I'm surprised it didn't blow the back tire out rode down the landing but like, I couldn't believe it. I was inches away from disaster. I landed, stopped. I went to start the bike again and just locked up. I went, holy Damn. shit. <laughs> I was like, that was probably the most scariest, like, moment ever. Like, and the bike was running great up until that point. Did so, you see Beckering? Did you see Beckering, I suppose? No, I, I saw, no, I didn't see it. He... I saw, I saw. But he's hurt? It's bad. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I think Ray Bennett posted something. I didn't see it. Yeah, so he was riding a 450, and yeah. uh, did a whip, and then while he's panic revving it to bring it back, the motor blows, and he just gets stuck sideways. Oh fuck! Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, it's scary, man. It's and you think too, like. It sucks when it's a vehicle, like, motor problem or anything like that, you know, where it's not your actual problem. It's, that's that's the scary part. Well, that's... You always got to check your stuff, man. Dude, you well, how, you know, I don't, who the hell knows, like, if that thing even gave a warning, but... Uh, yeah, they normally don't. Yeah, normally a lot don't. of times they don't. And the, yeah. 
that's what I started at the end of my career. Yeah. I started tripping out about mechanicals more so than me, like, yeah, you know, doing something just like something shitting out on me at the worst possible time, which I guess happened. So maybe that. Was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I've think... even seen Dan go riding out of the like we had to ride out of the arena basically and turn around in the yeah. tunnel. And he comes yeah. and right before he gets to the ramp, yeah. he slams on the brakes. His chain fell off like 30 feet before oh, the takeoff. Or the master link broke. That's bad, dude. That's I, <laughs> I mean, I've watched Paul Smith hang his bike up on the top wall the takeoff ramp. Before, Notorious for that. Notorious, Notorious for that. Just brain fart, though. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do you do that? Like, what's what happened? You know, oh, I just brain farted. I'm like, Jesus, man, why are you getting your bike down? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I've I bet you I've seen him do that ten times, or just yeah. like have to like go and then go yeah. off of the end, or yeah. uh, stop on it, or hang his front wheel up. Like, I literally have seen him do it probably at least ten times. Yeah, yeah, you got me beat. <laughs> I saw it once. <laughs> Dude. Like, oh man. Yeah. And he was so calculated with everything too, man. He was just that's how he was, but he did that he... once in a arena in Ottawa and um yeah. somebody like turned and walked or something, like on the side, and then he yeah. jumped off of the ramp and he started yelling at that person that they fucked oh, yeah. him up and all this shit. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he would get dude, he would get wild. He would I remember Paul, he'd, he'd like scream at you, flip out, you're like, what the fuck? And he'd be like your best friend right after. You're like, dude, you're just <laughs> flipping out on me. And it'd be like normal. It'd be like nothing happened. I'm like, all right. <laughs> dude, yeah. We're similar type of people in that way. Like, we get fired yeah. up, and then we'd just be like, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens. You know, it's a lot of stress, a lot of. A lot of stuff that goes into it mentally, I guess. Everybody, everybody copes with it different, I notice, you know. Well, the older you get, the more that it's like, this is how you do it. Yeah. You get oh, yeah, more like set in your ways. Yeah, that too. I do that shit. Like, I always, like, I always put my left side, like, my pads on first. My left knee pad, left boot. Like, just weird shit like that. I don't know. Like, just superstitious. I used to do that too. <laughs> Yeah, because I broke that leg when I was young, and then yeah. I broke it again, and then I'm like, maybe I need to even it out and start putting on the yeah. other ones or something. Yeah, and I always like I always check my gas in my choke. Oh, dude! I, I check it probably like 20 times where I don't even realize I do it, but I'm like always checking it. Like I, it's fine, but I always is like preventive maintenance. But then you know when I get on my 450 fuel injection, there's, there's no, no pack <laughs> like. Yeah, no, nothing. I'm like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> Dude, I did Different. no shit. I did, uh, when I was learning to flip, I checked, that became my nervous thing, was check, yeah. checking, the, uh, making sure Shut the pet cock that. was on. Yo, yeah. it went, you know how it was supposed to stop vertical? Mine yeah. went like an extra like five degrees because I had <laughs> wearing, checked it so. Wearing it out. Dude. Like, not yeah. even joking. It for sure went, like, yeah. a good amount extra just from me tripping the fuck out. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so you made your bike, you made your bike reserve. Dude. Reserve. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> fuck. I'm like, I need to chill out here. I need to do yeah. something. Yeah, man. It's, it's so funny. 
But then after you do it, you're like, oh, that was easy. Like, like I did the JBR <clears throat> best whip this um, past couple weeks ago. It was pretty cool. We do it in uh, Robbie Marshall's pit, and uh, his dad's pit. And um, <clears throat> they got a big fourth gear wide open jump step up. I think it's like 100. I don't know how far it is. It's, it's, it's 100 plus. It's like probably 150 maybe. I don't know. It's it's big. Jeez. But um, it was tripping me out. Like, <clears throat> like man, this is a big jump. But basically, with that, I was, I was kind of looking at it. I'm like, well, you really can't go wrong because you just hold it wide open, and you're going to land at the top. It's a huge step up. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, here we go. I hit the ramp second, click third in the air, grab fourth, and just hold on to it, you know. But it was just like one of those things where you had to work yourself up to it, you know. You start riding, get feel for it, and then you just say, fuck it, just go, you know. It's just there's a point of no return. To where you can still doubt yourself, but then you're just into it. It's weird. It's like well, some, <clears throat> going that fast. Yeah, once you're hauling balls and forth, there's not really yeah. very much bailing out of it at that. Yeah, point. you can't bail at that point. You got to go through it, but just to make yourself do that. And I kind of, and I kind of felt that same way with the flip. Like there was a point of no return because you have to pull and you have to do that, or else you're gonna fuck up, which I did, and I second guessed myself, but. But you, know, you no. gotta stop talking about it that way. You landed front. Listen, I know the smoothest know. flips ever are the ones that you under rotate and right yeah, before you land, end. you lift yeah. your front end up. Those are yeah. gonna be the smoothest jumps you've ever made in your entire life, a hundred percent. So That's the true. only That's route, true. the only reason that you got caught was because of the way the the wood chips is. You're psyching yeah. yourself out. That's true. And the landing was, like, massive, too. I'll give them that. Super tall. <laughs> yeah, but that's, so, that's all that happened. Listen, and all this could happen. Haven't you seen those guys on the airbag landings get three-quarters of the way down and then the thing grabs them? Yeah. So yeah, it could yeah, still man. happen on that. Like, yeah, don't be like true. me and Paul and be a head case. Yeah, you're right. Just fucking do it. it you, need, you need, yeah, exactly. You need to go and ride with Brody and uh, Seth because those two yeah, dudes don't give a I fuck. I, I just rode with Seth. Or it was, it's pretty cool, like watching Seth. Like when he first started, I mean, he progressed so much. But you know, he's had his he's gnarly here and there. He is, man. His his whips are huge. Like fuck, all of like, his I'm shit. All of his yeah. stuff is huge. Everything he's yeah. got. You know, inherited the style of Brody from watching him all the time, I guess. And yeah. Yeah, he lives he lives five minutes, not even five minutes on the road. So it's like a mile. <laughs> the first time I ever saw him, I was like, I saw pictures. Or, I was like, who the hell is that? And then I realized it was some other young, younger dude. And I'm like, oh, he learned from yeah. Brody, that son of a bitch. Like he totally yeah. just got Brody's <laughs> style. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like his little doppelganger or something, you know. Dude, uh, like, do you remember back in the day? Uh, there was Doug Parsons, and then Miles yeah. Richmond came along. Yeah, and he, Miles, he was. Yeah, it was the exact same way. Miles yeah. was like yeah. Parsons too, and that's like yeah. how fucking yeah. Seth is. Yeah, yeah, I remember going to all those uh, IFMAs and shit. Actually, I have a hat signed by Miles Richmond. All those guys was. I think it was, that's when Renner was riding him, too, back then. Miles sat in that seat that you're in right now. Yep. On the show. Yep. 
I'd like to say that, but it's untrue because uh, there's no seat that they sat in. Well, they sat in whatever seat they owned, so it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't They had the hot seat. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I never got to sit in the hot seat. No. Yeah, because you get someone like Brody come along and just destroy all your hopes and dreams. I went first, and they were like, "Now nah, we're not going to let you sit in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that was cool, though. It was always... It was big back in the early 2000s. I remember watching, like, you guys at FMX East. I'd watch those videos, like, religiously. You know, cause it was cool. Like, it was always... It was always West Coast guys or Terra Firma videos. Or, you know, you get Travis and all those guys. But to see, like, the local, like, up-and-comers you know, that aren't, like, big names, you know, when YouTube started coming out and all you guys posted those videos, that was sick, you know. I used to watch all that shit. That's how I kind of knew everybody, you know. We'd follow it just from you guys, you know. It was like you, it was Jason Rowe, all those guys. It was cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I. You guys definitely influenced it. I hear that from a lot of, um, like, uh, Jared Armstrong and uh... – who else? Garrett Alf. Uh, those guys are yeah. like, dude, we used to come home from high school and watch your shit. Uh, when I went to Mexico yeah. City, um, Eric Ruiz. He, yeah, yeah. He, he was probably yeah. like 12, and he comes up to me, and he doesn't speak yeah. any English, and he starts uh, yeah. saying lines from the. He like starts rattling stuff off, and I'm like, what is this kid talking about? And I realized. <laughs> Then he then he starts yeah. saying names. He's like uh, Greg Hartman, uh, you yeah. know uh, Casey Higgins, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, Brody Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> then I realized he was naming off names like that all the people that were in the videos. And I was like, oh damn, yeah. dude. And then he ended yeah. up being really good. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy yeah. that they watched. Yeah, that he was shit. killing it on a 125, man. That kid's super flexible. I ever watched it on his videos too. He's nuts. Yeah, but that's super cool, like, when I hear later, you know, that people were uh, yeah. that into it. And that... Yeah. Oh, it was cool, man. It was definitely, it was definitely, I liked it, you know. It was, yeah, you guys were down, a lot of stuff was filmed in, um, you guys would go to Durham Town, stuff like that. That's where everyone wanted to go, oh, Durham Town, or wherever, you know. Everyone was hanging out, riding, and shit like that. Yeah, well, that's so what we were trying like to influence, just... You know, good time in riding other than being, you know, in California because that's what everything – or Nevada or whatever because that's yeah. all that was represented. Yep. Yeah, it was showing, it was showing what the East Coast had potential-wise. Other than, you know, Travis at that point was so big, so it's like – He didn't count weird. as like, far as East Coast, though. No, 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 and that's, and that's why. So it's more or less like – your likes of riding with someone like you guys was definitely a lot higher than him <laughs> to this day, you know, but I just got lucky with that one with Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, I got to ride cool. at his um, house with him. A lot of the times yeah. he was hurt, so he never actually rode when we were there. Uh, yeah. I was there during like, you know, when he jumped the, um, blew his knees out, like, that supercross deal and then he blew him out again yeah, after yeah, that yeah. We did that big step up yeah i was around during yeah. like all that when they first started making the uh nitro circus movies like the very first ones and yeah, um yeah. We're watching all those. 
Yeah, so Global Addiction, where it started with. Well, I love that movie when Global Addiction came out. Yep. That was cool. I still have. I don't know. I I think I have it on VHS somewhere. That was cool. I've watched that a million times. Then I got. I had that. uh, All the Krusty Demons. I had all those. Submoto Triple X videos. um, You know, then I like the the terra firma videos because it had like they had like all the videos in one like wrath child and like you know all kinds of stuff like it was cool like it was like terra firma one through five or something like that like doug henry was back riding back in the day or mcgrath yeah all those guys so it was cool i used to watch them you know religiously you know and i think all of us of, did that's kind of what i tell people yeah yeah i i think anyone has actually kind of done something with dirt bikes. I guess you kind of have to. It's got to, it's got to be like a, a sickness or a disease, you know. You gotta, you're addicted to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, some for, time, at some point in your life. For you sure. Know? I mean, I think I bet you kids now are just watching everything online, huh? It's probably like buttery, and uh, yeah, well, that's, honestly, that's what it is now. Yeah, all Axel. I mean, you see kids now, and uh, I think they just want to be kind of like that. You know, they all want to make the videos or try ride like axel or like no no it's 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 different you know kids nowadays but it's funny we're saying that because <laughs> you know like you say you're turning 40 and in my 30s now so it's like it's, it's completely different you know just even the music in the videos and how everything was like back then or to it is now you know everything's everything's changed up i mean it's the same but it's it's just different style you know which it's got to be you know things you gotta things always change you know you gotta keep rolling with it you know but yeah for me sure. i kind of just i just stick to myself and do my own thing here and there and really not too much with the internet you know but you know, it's just it's just who i am i really don't have time honestly <laughs> i'm always busy you don't watch uh dirt bike videos on the internet anymore no i do I actually i'll <clears throat> i'll go on youtube and just stream it to my smart tv <laughs> there you go I'll do that you know like you know i still obviously watch the videos and stuff they're pretty sick obviously like i watched the <clears throat> what was it the the moto videos they just had like um yeah what was it um this is Moto, the one that we it. just went on. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, real Moto. It's all the real Moto videos, the real Moto edits. Oh uh, yeah. Those. So those, those are pretty sick. But you know, I watch like the like old two-stroke videos of Carmichael stuff like that. Like, you know, or all, I like search old James Stewart videos stuff like that, where he's like still amazingly fast and <laughs> still blows your mind watching his old stuff. But, but other than that, um. Yeah, occasionally I just, I rather, I don't know, I rather just really just been on the road so much. I really don't have time, honestly. Like, unless we get in a hotel, I'll sit back and watch a lot of stuff. A lot of comedy. Watch, like, a lot of Joe Rogan or Joey Diaz comedy stuff, too, you know? Yeah. Just, just, I switch it up once in a while, you know? <laughs> but it's relatively within motorcycles, funny shit, stuff like that, you know? But sure. Um, try to stay out of politics nowadays. It's, you know, once in a while, it's just I think it'll bring you down. <laughs> <laughs> for That's sure. The problem with TV, 
I, I don't really, that's the main thing. It's always this, that. It's like, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> you know, to a certain degree. I mean, you got to care to a certain degree, but. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's, I think they just made it way too popular. You know, I don't know. Everybody wants to be a politician now, I guess. And a lot of. I've never. A lot of people get too wrapped up into it, and you can't really affect it that that much. So it's like, what are you devoting so much time to this that you have, like, a negligible amount of influence on? Yeah. No, it's true. And it's funny. It's like, realistically, people just, they're just voicing opinions and what they think. And realistically, like, you're not doing anything about it. You're not out there. It's like, if you're going to talk about it, be about it. And that's, I'm big on that, you know, so. Well, and I like, I like too, when they're like, oh, uh, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, like someone's, he's an actor. What the fuck does that got to do with anything? He's not a politician, nor does he, nor does, nor is he any smarter than anybody. He pretends to be other people really well. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to me. The real people in this world are the ones that are busting their ass day in and day out. You know, the locals. <laughs> you know, the people you see every day out there actually doing, making a difference. You know, not somebody that's, you know, made their millions being an actor. <laughs> right. They just exactly. have they just have powers to be able to get on TV and do stuff like that. Exactly. Know? They Try get seen by a lot of eyes, but other than that. Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's why dirt bikes are cool. Like just tonight, like no matter what's going on, like I rushed home, jumped on my jumped on my dirt bike and went did a few laps. I got a track up behind my house. A couple of my buddies run it. My buddy Troy, he called me up. He's like, oh, you coming riding? Probably about a half an hour of light left. I said, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Are you running? Grab my bike, gear up, go out there. You know, it's just kind of a good, uh, you know. You ride right from the house. Stressor. Yeah, which is great now. Yeah, you can ride right from my, I, I could actually. I've always been able to ride from my house, which is kind of cool. You know, but back then I'd have to, you know, hide from the cops, wait for them to drive away, or get getting chased by the game warden, stuff like that. <laughs> just they just start sending tickets in the mail at that point. But you know, it was. Uh, you live and you learn. When you get older, you don't have to be dealing with those people anymore. And, you know, but when you're younger, you got nowhere to go. You're just trying to ride. It's just kind of always blew my mind how they would go out there and just bust your balls. It's like, don't you got something better else to do, man? Like, we're out in the middle of nowhere trying to have fun, do the right thing. I'm not by myself. I'm with my buddies. They're riding. You know, it's all private property. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> you know? But, you know, they just... That's the no, issue is they are out in the middle of nowhere and they don't have anything else better to, to do. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the harass people, you know. I mean, I can see like, you know, like certain sand pits in my area, like kids will go out there burning cars and shit like that, you know, causing mayhem or somebody gets hurt, you know, liability. Everybody's so happy nowadays too. And that's the problem. You know, somebody gets hurt, you know, Liability this, liability that, and it just ruins it for everybody. All well, it takes is one bad apple and ruins a bunch. Yeah, and because everybody sues. <clears throat> yep. But, you know, and that's the good thing about riding freestyle is that 
man, you can basically all the places you think you would never be able to ride, you end up riding your dirt bike there. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely ridden a bunch of cool places where I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Yeah, it's like so cool, man. You would never think, but yeah, well, it's like a show. T, um, uh, my buddy TJ does in Orlando. He rides right in the middle of the streets, jump between buildings and stuff like that. You know, yeah, pretty cool. But, but yeah, let's just figure it out. A way to do it without having rather getting paid than paying tickets, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which is good. In a positive note, see, you know, the kids look up to you, so it's cool. Yeah, if they only knew, right? Yeah, they only knew what actually went into it. <laughs> well, behind the scenes, they really knew what type of people we were. Yeah, that's probably yep. more so. Are you uh well you drink obviously, I see yeah, you had something posted about people smoke and you ride. We're both getting high, and I was yeah. like, I was like, is he straight edge? But then I th- I was like, no, I thought at that um movie you were having beers. Yeah, no, I was drinking. No, I'll drink here and there. I mean, I got asthma, so that's another thing kind of affected my racing, which freestyle was kind of like good thing for me to do is like my breathing sucks so i really don't occasionally you know i'll smoke here and there but you know nothing much just you know once in a while but you know even drinking i'm kind of moderate with it you know i've done a fair share of that when i was in my early 20s and i hate having hangovers and they're way worse now (laughs) the older you get they suck 100 percent hangovers have definitely uh they've definitely slowed Mellowed it down. me out yeah for sure so i don't know i just i'd rather enjoy a good day instead of being a piece of dog shit laying on the couch agreed <laughs> dude i can feel a couple of drinks in especially if it's something that uh doesn't jive with me i'm yeah. already i'm like oh no this is already giving me a hangover like i can already yeah. feel that i'm getting a headache like i'm just gonna, yeah bail Dude, out stay, stay away from the red bull and vodka because <laughs> <laughs> by so the, it's uh, the red bull it does it <laughs> well listen it's just like the same reason why doing yayo and drinking is no good because yeah. the real superpower is that you can drink way more yeah. than you normally would yeah and then yeah. when it wears off it all wears off now you have an extra hangover because yeah. Of all the extra you know, that you drank, yeah. Yeah, I the... remember these. <clears throat> you ever hear of Four Loco? Oh yeah. Yeah, when they first came out, it was probably in, I don't know if I was in high school or out of it, but man, literally four of them. You were like, you were done. Four of them. Four. You had four of them. You could buy them. There were two fifty. So there was no need to bucks. have more than one. Dude, these things ruin you. Like, I, I don't even think I ever got to four because by three I was like climbing shit, burning things. Like, I would imagine out of, out so. Out of control. <laughs> we'll see. In the worst hangovers because it wasn't just like, I don't know, man. They were, they were just so much sugar, so much crap. Who knows what the hell they put in the damn things. They actually changed it. I think they were like killing kids. They had to, in my college, yeah, they, had they, to, like, did. they had to change them up. Because they were wild, man. But literally, like, when you didn't have much money back then, you go, five bucks, you get friggin' 
just destroyed by two of them. It's like, this is crazy. This is this is allowed. This is legal. It's like pot's illegal and this is legal. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legislation, my friend. That's exactly what it is. You know, government controlled. Yeah, uh, they figured they know how to tax that because they're like, yeah. we wait. It's a plant you could grow in your yard. We can't have yeah. this. Yeah, we can't have that. Well, now, <clears throat> now what they're doing too? They're doing um. They're coming out with like breathalyzers for it to see if you're driving high. And it like, yeah. it's like this thing on the internet. Like, it's all about money, man. It's all they care about. That's <laughs> all it is. It's like, yeah. really? It's like, how you're going to pull over everybody that's doing the speed limit <laughs> or waiting a minute? Like, it's going to be a lot of old people getting pulled over. Yeah, exactly. And they're probably high. <laughs> you know? Like, Jesus Christ. Now they will be because it's all prescribed to them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I've been doing the, like, the whole CBD thing, this is, which is good, you know, I, I've been on that, and I think it helps, um, you know, always tried little things here and there like that, I mean, I'm, I'm against painkillers or anything like that, I've seen what that's done to people, and, you know, and uh, friends, family alike, you know, so, especially in this area, <clears throat> it goes from, you know, painkillers to heroin real quick, so, um, you know, I stay away from any of that. Even like if I get hurt, whatever, I I rather deal with the pain <laughs> for most of it. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, if I have taken like, a, <clears throat> you know, when I broke my heel, for instance, you know, they prescribe you like a Percocet or a Vicodin, and you just feel messed up. But I feel like I'm, I'm going to get up and try to walk around and I'll hurt myself even more, injure myself more, you know. So it's like. It's really no point. It just masks masks the pain. Doesn't do anything for it. And I guess if you can't live with the pain, then don't <laughs> don't put yourself at risk like that. I guess I don't know. <clears throat> um, I usually uh, took them as prescribed for the first week, and then I would taper myself off. Yeah, you have to wean yourself off on them. But <clears throat> I, you know, I just and honestly, they make me sick too. I get I get like nauseous, and you get you know constipated as hell yeah that's for sure <laughs> can't deal with that can't deal with that <laughs> you're probably better off that they make you nauseous yeah yeah exactly because i mean especially obviously you know with our with our industry and what we do there's a lot of people that it's um gotten a grasp of you know yeah for sure <clears throat> but that's that's just how it is Um, Danny D. Wayne points out that Fresno Smooth is on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, he said, something's like Boone's Farm, cheap-ass wine. I joked it had a Bail Bondsman phone number on the bottle. <laughs> Thus, they should have had Bail Bondsman sponsor for Loco, and they could have, in each region. They would have all said, Dude, they still, I mean, they're still out there. They should still do it. They're still strong as hell, too. I haven't had one, but you look at them. I saw one for four, it was like 14% on it. I'm like, Jesus, man. They're still going strong. <laughs> yeah. I think they tuned down the um, energy piece of it, not necessarily yeah. the alcohol. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, you're right. So it's, 
It's not like you're on, you know, meth. That's <laughs> crazy. Exactly. Shit was nuts, man. But um, yeah. But All right. besides that, I mean, I guess you kind of. That's how you kind of learn. You learn your uh, limits. <laughs> yeah. You can push yeah. yourself. Well, that's <laughs> anything, right? Yep, you know what true. they say, you you don't know how fast you can go until you crash or have been passed. Yep, that's true. Then you go, oh, maybe you should back it off. Yep. You know what always scares me the most? Like, <clears throat> have you ever been like, let it, like a, a girl or something that's never really had an experience with like a bad crash or anything, like ride your dirt bike or ride a four-wheeler ATV or do something wild, like, and you realize the risk in fact, like involved, and but they don't understand it because they've never been hurt before. Like, I don't know how many times I've been like at a party or somewhere, and I've seen like, <laughs> like a bunch of chicks on a four wheeler, like ripping. You're like, oh my god, no helmets, nothing. Like, just almost kill somebody, almost die. And I'm like, holy shit! Like, do you realize what could happen to you right now? Like, those are the limits that they push. <laughs> Dude, and like you said, that's people that have no idea. They're going way too fast for their skill level, but they yeah. have never. It's sure. like so I say the same thing about skydiving, right? Like yeah. skydiving yeah. has a risk that is unrealized by 99% of people that skydive. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. guess what? Yeah. You wouldn't skydive again. Yeah, it's true. It's crazy, man. It's not. Well, it is what it is. It's just. It's all part of life. <laughs> it weans out. That's how it weans out. Uh, you know, the week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Life is, um, you know, like learning from mistakes, and it's just whether or not that first you, that mistake you made is re is you're able to recover from. Yeah. You know, some people, their first mistake, boom, they die. And then that's, that's it. Guess yeah. what? Game over. You didn't get to learn from that mistake. Yep, it's true. I mean, that's why I don't own a street bike. I mean, I own a supermoto. But I see these kids when I used to work at the dealership. They come in, you know, 16 years old, want to buy a freaking 1,000. I'm like, dude, what have you ridden in your life? A 10-speed bicycle? Like, you want to buy this? Like, you shouldn't even be allowed to sell it to them. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, you know, like, you, like, I always tell people, like, go ride a dirt bike, go break a couple bones, get, get a little bit of fear or respect for it, and then buy something like that. But even then, like, I just knowing, like, I've lost a lot of friends to the street bikes and stupid shit like that. And, like, it's not really you, it's the other people on the road, man, that will get you, you know, so. It's too easy to go you. fast on them. Way too easy. Like, really? 100 miles an hour in first gear? Exactly. Like, How <laughs> you know? do you do 35 <laughs> miles an hour when the bike will go 100 in first? Yeah. Like, come so, on. Yeah. So, it's it's crazy. But, I, I don't know. And people always come up to me like, you, you've got it. You definitely are doing shows like, oh, like, oh, you guys are crcrazy, you know, oh, you're this and that, you know, like, oh, how do you guys, you got some big balls or this and that. It's like, dude, do you ride a motorcycle on the road? Well, you're just as crazy, if not crazy. Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, I, I'm no exception to that. I mean, I do crazy shit. We've all, and I've 
you know, them wheelies and me and my buddies through, you know, our early 20s, whatnot, all bought supermotos and we've all done that. And we all lived, fortunately, we've had close calls, you know, whatever, whether we're running from the cops or stupid shit like that. But <clears throat> you got to learn to know that you can't push your luck forever because it's eventually going to catch up to you. Yeah. So, you know, if you can get in, get out, do it. But you keep doing the same old shit, it's going to catch up to you eventually. Hundred percent. I told people that about riding. You know, I'm like, they're like, you've been hurt a lot, and I'm like, if you measured it against the amount that I've jumped or ridden, I really haven't been hurt that much. Is you crank the numbers up a thousand fold? Yeah, you're gonna have some. You know, you're gonna have some issues. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta, you just gotta prepare yourself. You just gotta be well calculated understand that you're not invincible and that's the main thing is understanding it you know because there are people out there like you know and and unfortunately the friends that did pass away those are the ones that always weren't the best at riding or those ones always like whoa man you you gotta slow down or don't do that you know you always had to like always had close calls you know because they they weren't calculated in that way and you know it's a shame but you know it happens but it sucks when it happens to the best like for instance paul smith dude was the most calculated dude you ever see but you know he had his head case problems you know did you get caught once in this game and then that's it you know that's why i think it's funny people are like uh you know with these racers oh yeah. how could they do a monster energy cup this and that they could get hurt but training all all day, every All day, you could yeah. get hurt. Like, so yeah. a guy yeah. like that can't think, can't have that in his head at all. No. Like, like even, you're right. Like, even today when I went to ride, like, most of my accidents where I've been hurt is on a motocross bike. Like, like riding motocross or just practicing at a practice track. Stupid shit, you know? Like, you know, trying to go faster here or jump this or that. Like, not even thinking. Like, even today when I was riding, I was like, well you're going overseas soon don't get hurt doing something stupid if you're not riding your dirt bike like as a business don't be doing it so you can risk hurting yourself but you got to kind of shut that off and just go with what you know and just you know because if it's going to happen it's going to happen regardless <laughs> yeah. but you gotta you have to go into it not being afraid of that happening you have to go into it with a mindset is like well I'll just don't push yourself here and there. You know, if you, if you don't feel it, don't do it. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a tough one, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Like, and those guys train a lot harder than their race. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's just getting uh, caught in obviously a situation when you're racing, but yeah. you are definitely all the time, you know, pushing, yeah. Uh, in training as well. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I train on <clears throat> train on making sure um my bills are paid, my beer is beer in my fridge, and you know, <laughs> that's about you it. Go, make sure I get stuff. to the shows on time. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff those guys put them through. Yeah, um, too old for that. <laughs> it's crazy. People don't understand it, man. It's nuts. 
a whole um, different level. Yeah, for sure. But, That's why I respect like Javier and guys like that that are, uh, you know, like have ridden at that level for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy to mentally, and physically stay, you know, stay at that because your body takes a toll. You know, a lot too. I mean, just you know, you start feeling it. But I think, uh, I think it's you stay injury free. That's that's the main thing. You know, injuries definitely set you back. So you can be smart and calculated and not take chances that are gonna. Well, I mean, I guess we all take chances, but not put yourself in a situation where the odds are against you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta weigh out your odds, I guess. Hundred percent. It's like you said. If you don't feel it, you don't go for it. But yeah, you get that gut feeling. Don't do it. There's been plenty of stuff I didn't think there would be an issue with, and I got bit. So you never know. Yeah, that happens. Um. So, is there anybody you want to thank or anything? Um. Yeah, man. Basically, all you guys. <laughs> you know, basically, everyone that's been an influence in my life, whether it's my family, parents, you know, even my girlfriend that helps me out, like, you know, just the support everywhere. It's, um, it's definitely, wouldn't be able to do it without, you know, people supporting me. Um, you know, even though, you know, I work for myself and, you know, make my own, make my own means of money and buy my own things, but it's, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere and not having that initial support, you know, it's, it'd be tough to do, you know, because uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of people in this world that don't have opportunities to do that stuff, you know, that, that could be really good and have the skill set, but they just, they weren't, they weren't blessed with, <laughs> you know, the opportunities, I guess, you know, but so it's all, it's all in who you know, I guess, in this, uh, in the sport and it's where you put yourself and uh, it's, it's, you know exactly I was gonna say that you know yes it is who you know but it's also you put yourself in a position to yeah, take to advantage there. of the uh, opportunities. the opportunities yeah. yeah and I think a lot of people myself too you want the opportunity right off yeah. of the bat but if you're not you may yeah. get it and blow it because you're not prepared yet. So yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, like there are plenty of riders out there. They're definitely better than me or whatever. But you know, as far as me being consistent and being good and being good with people, good with you know, <clears throat> getting getting the things done right, not having to worry about like, oh, where's he or is he on drugs or where's he going this and that. Like, just being a good person in general and being easy to deal with and talk to people. I think that goes a long way in the sport, um, you know, cause you could be an unbelievable rider, but if you're a jackass, no one's going to think twice of you, you know, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. You're, <laughs> you're a, if you're a dickhead or a piece of shit, no one's going to, they're going to, you know, whatever, man. I tell, <laughs> I used to, you up. <laughs> you're saying a lot of things that are, uh, that I've said for a long time. Like I've told in, yeah. in, in different ways, I've told people, a lot that, you know, like, 
you're not as good as Adam Jones, so you can't be that no. big of an asshole. You better yeah. just you better just be nice cuz you're not that good, all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I, true man. I've definitely like, there's always someone bigger and better, but, you know, everyone's got their own style and their own unique way, you know. And, the, you know, I have, I have things I can do on a bike that most people can't. And there are other, people, other things people can do that I haven't, you know, tried to do or put myself in that position to scare myself yet, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, realistically, it's, um, it's how you are with people and, you know, because that's, that's what – we're, you know, we ride dirt bikes, but in this atmosphere that we're entertainers and that's exactly what we are. You know, when people say it's not a job. It is a job. You know, it's, we're entertainment, you know, yeah, if, you take it, if you take it as a job in that aspect of it, you know, you can make it, you know, that's. Listen, if you're making money off of it and yeah. it's your job and you need to yeah. pay attention to. A lot of these kids are like, oh, I like, I ride dirt bikes. Fuck it. And I'm like, listen. To the rest yeah. of the world, you're some guy fucking around on some little kid's toy. Yeah. You and that's, realize and that's that? The thing. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, I think kids nowadays don't give a shit about it. They just want to make it how many likes they can get, you know? Well, and people started doing it when I was, uh, you know, still in it, like, trying to get chicks. And I'm like, listen, it's not worth it if that's your whole goal. Yeah, yeah. It's totally yeah. not. You're working the wrong way. You better yeah. really want to do this, and then maybe you'll get some chicks yeah. because of it. Yeah. But you're not yeah. gonna just no. get in it for that. That's, <laughs> that's not just, gonna... that just in reality. That just makes gives you more headaches in the long run, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you can only juggle so many before it starts catching up to you. <laughs> that's true. That's why I didn't get that good at riding. I didn't need more women to mess with you. That's right. But no. No, it's definitely helpful to find one that does support and does help. You know, you know, but, um, yeah, but yeah, like you're saying the whole, the whole aspect of riding, you know, what's funny though, too, like maybe that's how it was back in the day, but nowadays, I don't know if it's because we're getting older or what, but I don't know. It's not, it's not what you think it would be, you know, what, like <clears throat> when you go to all these shows and stuff, it's mainly for kids and monster jump shows or jumps, you know, they're all little kids there with their parents or the mom, maybe there's a single mom or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but realistically, you know, there's not, you wouldn't think it would be like, you know, like maybe back in like in the Krusty Demon days, the shows and there are girls and this and that. Yeah. But nowadays it's just entertainment. We're just another you're, show. Like You're on the you wrong know. coast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you got to go to California. <laughs> yeah. It is. Listen, I've been to shows in Arizona and California and it's way, way it's more way talent. Different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes more sense. But. Here it's just little kids with their parents. I know that's Monster Jam for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, all yeah. right, dude. I mean, what's up? I was just saying. All right, we've done an hour and a half. Yeah, and I'm gonna get ready for work in the morning. Unfortunately, when do you get up to oh. go and do detail your cars? Um, it all depends really. Um, it's mobile. So it's basically whenever they're, you know, I kind of can work around other people's schedules, like if they're at work and whatnot, but, um, tomorrow I'm actually, I'm going to pack, get ready. I'm going to go down South. So another show to do this weekend coming up. So I'm, uh, 
doing doing bike work, preventative maintenance, oil changes, check on my spokes, stuff like that before I roll out, you know. Where are you so, going for the show? Um, I gotta go to South Carolina. I got property down there. And then um I think the show's like right in the area. It's for uh, Rick Janeski. Yep. So but yeah, I gotta get some more info on that tomorrow actually. So Sweet, yeah. dude. So that's that's my agenda. And then I come home, have the weekend off, and I fly out to Japan for a Monster Jam show at the end of the month. Awesome. So, yeah, so that'd be cool. It'll be my third or fourth time back there. I love it there. It's cool. Oh, I've never been to yeah. Japan. I want to go. Oh, you'd love it, man. People are so nice. I mean, it's, it's such an awesome experience. <clears throat> Food's pretty good, too, but it's got to be careful. Little tricky, and you might you might eat some horse or something, you know. <laughs> Do you get sushi there? Yeah, yeah. So but good. you know, it's really you know, it's really big there. Like late night, like every, everybody's obsessed with karaoke, and like, which is good because if you're American, you know all the songs. Like they know all the songs probably better than we do because that's all I do over there. Yeah. But <clears throat> you know, you get some guy that has no can't speak any English kill kill a song over there it's pretty funny you know but he has no idea how to speak english but he'll sing the whole song in english and then you know you don't feel as bad because <clears throat> or that like pressured because no, normally if you sing karaoke i don't know i mean you do stand up so that probably wouldn't affect you i don't but, like to sing so i don't do karaoke <laughs> but the, but the shyness of it you know if you're not very good at it or whatnot what i think going over there like helped me like not give a shit about singing karaoke when I come home or I think like if you have enough beers you really don't care anyways but <laughs> but they're pretty cool with that but after you go um do karaoke bars they have these noodle bars like open late night and uh you go to these bars and they serve like authentic like the Japanese noodles and it's so good <laughs> it's like that's on point like you think ramen noodles are good like these are like um, like 10 times better <laughs> but no, I mean, that's pretty much your diet over there. It's basically noodles um, and whatever else you want to venture out to from getting, like, their hamburgers. There's, like, no buns when you go over there, so it's just basically, like, just a hamburger on <laughs> plate. They have McDonald's, too. They get, like, a bunch of weird stuff. Um, it's just different, man. Your whole diet is completely different, and you're definitely going to get, like, you're definitely going to hug the toilet for a couple weeks or so when your body's trying to get used to it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, but other than that, you know, oh, but they got bidets over there. If you ever used a bidet, it's pretty, um, it's pretty frightening at first. I, I haven't. <laughs> but once you use one, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. It cleans you up pretty good. <laughs> but all right, man. Well, yeah, I'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. And, um, if you got any big shows or anything coming up, we can always hop yep. on and promote them. Sounds good, man. I'm just waiting for you to get back on the dirt bike and start riding. Well, you ride still. I ride, yeah, but you I ride, I, uh, I did you stay some, low key though. Yeah, I did some tricks in Frankie's pit. That's the first time I've done any tricks since 2016, probably. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure it felt good though. It was kind of fun. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's muscle memory. Once you have it, you don't lose it. <clears throat> no, that's. I'm sure I could go and do. Ha you know, like most of my tricks, right off.